Welcome to the Kentuckiana Knockout Hour. For Carlo Kellum, Todd Neal, and myself, Kelly Patrick, coming at you for another hour of nonstop fight talk here in the Kentuckiana area. I want to remind you that we are brought to you by Future Promotions, the best boxing promotional company in the state of Kentucky. They put on a professional boxing event every quarter here in the Louisville area. Great stuff. We really appreciate Joe and, and Dorico allowing us to, to be on the air every week. A lot of good stuff to talk about as we are nearing the end of the 2013 year. What we're going to do today is halfway through the first hour, we're going to have our man, Gary Thomas, BGT, joining us. Uh, talk to us about you know all things for the year 2013, maybe some projections for the year 2014, and our votes. We got all three of us here in studio, along with Gary's votes, for Fighter of the Year I've got mine ready. And also, don't forget about my personal challenge to Gary Thomas on who's going to attend the most events next year. You got some. I know he's going to. I know he's going to win. I just want to. No. You just want to make, make, anyway. make it. Just make it fun. Nothing yeah, wrong with all. that. <laughs> um, in the world of professional boxing, last night, and this spills over between our two categories. Roy Jones Jr. fought in Moscow. He's forty-four years old, but he's not a forty-four-year-old guy like Bernard Hopkins is forty-eight. Now, he's t- washed up. Tell us how people could have tuned into that fight because I was up last night. It wasn't on HBO. It wasn't no. on Showtime. It wasn't on Fox Sports. It was was not this in, a televised event, or was this one of those web-based events that you just had to know the particular website in order to get it? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it was uh, in Moscow. It wasn't in Vegas. So it was an it early was, fight, if it was on. I, is that how it works okay. in Moscow? Yeah, 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 yeah early, I guess. It was an early fight. I don't know. But he won via unanimous decision, and it's considered a tune-up fight, as Anderson Silva looks to avenge his loss to Chris Weedman next week. Um in the, 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 the middleweight division, 185 pounds. Um, if he wins, Roy Jones Jr. is expecting a fight between Roy Jones Jr. Big mistake for Roy Jones Jr. Did you see the last fight he, the last fight he fought in, uh, in uh, Russia? Um, I think it was. It might have been. No, it was Australia, actually. He got knocked out. I did not by, uh, see that. particular know about it. Go on YouTube, people. Look at, just look up uh, Roy Jones getting knocked out. You'll see his top five knockouts of him getting knocked out. But, uh, yeah, I think he should give it up, man. He should do what Joe Lewis did. And just go on tour around the world and just do different sparring matches, man. You know, just go, just put on different exhibitions, five rounders, you know, call out somebody, in the, you know, have somebody in the city come in and fight them and, you know, just put on a spectacle. But him going out there and trying to go in the ring with uh, Anderson Silva, big mistake. You don't think that Roy Jones Jr., I'd, I'd be interested to hear. Look, look at the fight maybe him and Todd's Australia, take no. on it. Okay, but what if, it, what if it's a boxing match? No. You don't think Roy Jones Jr. is a better boxer than Anderson Silva, Todd? I mean, what, what do you guys ago. think? You don't think that, that Anderson you think Anderson Silva would really dominate Roy Jones Jr. in a boxing match if he doesn't get to uh, use his tactics he that he's so used unanim- to? A unanimous, unanimous decision against who? Um, you it doesn't you, matter you who he is. You no. his name? <laughs> it doesn't matter because he's a nobody. Edin Benmakalouf. If he goes 12 rounds with nobody, you think he'll actually go 12 rounds with Anderson Silva? In my opinion, it depends on whether it's a mixed martial art bout or if it's a professional boxing match. You say it was Meatloaf? Meatloaf. He fought Meatloaf. Wow. Uh, Meatloaf's in his 60s now. Yeah, he's great. He's uh, He's out in Vegas. He supposedly lost some weight looking good, and he didn't, you know, no. But it wasn't wasn't Meatloaf. It was a professional boxer. It was a Roy Jones Jr., He's not a 44-year-old guy who, like I said, thrives like Bernard Hopkins. In his prime, he was the best pound-for-pound fighter in the sport. He's way past his prime. Maybe 10, as far as you know, 
eight years past his prime, something like that. Other news in the world of professional boxing over the past week. Vladimir Klitschko uh, vacate belts. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, v- Vitaly Klitschko vacates his belt. Just like I predicted. I predicted this eight you months did. ago. I said he's going to vacate the title, run for president. But then my next theory comes into play. All right. And this in- involves the bronze bomber. What's his name? Uh, DeAndre Wilder? Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, excuse me. At the, Alabama. The, the, the big time heavyweight, the bronze bomber. There's going to be a tournament in hell. Probably, heck, they might even have a tournament. They might just pick the, the top two heavyweights to fight for his vacant belt, which are probably Wilder. He already beat or, or, uh, Alexis, whatever his name is, the Mexican guy, right? Aure- Who, Wilder? Aure- yeah, Wilder beat him. Aurelio, Aure- whatever his name is. Wilder hadn't I, really beat anybody. I'll look no. it up in a second. He hadn't beat anybody. Fact check. Where's Brandon Lewis? He, 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 but anyway, uh, let me finish my point. All right. So they're going to have a tournament between Wilder and whoever, whoever else is a top heavyweight. Wilder wins the belt. 2014, maybe around derby time, because that's the biggest fight uh, uh, day of the year, the biggest money-making day of the year for boxing because of horse racing. racing. It's going to be Wilder versus Vladimir Klitschko for the world unification title. The biggest heavyweight fight since Tyson Holmes. (laughs) Uh, Tyson Lewis, actually. Tyson Lewis. Tyson Lewis is probably the last big heavyweight fight that we had. That's fair. Watch, it's going to plan out. Carlo just like Aram. Just, just like I laid it out. There's this prediction, Carlo Aram. <laughs> In the year 2014, what a lot of uh, projectors are looking for is maybe a Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury who wants, No, who wants to see? We I wanna, wouldn't mind seeing we it. We want to see a unification bout with the best heavyweights in the world. I which think, are Wilder I and think Vladimir, Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko would beat Deontay Wilder. I don't think so. Klitschko he fights an ugly job. fight. It's we, not fun to watch. We see him. We seen him against Corey Sanders get knocked out. Yep. We saw his last fight, which was the worst fight I ever seen in my life, where he just got away with holding through the whole fight. Should have been disqualified, and the referee was paid off. If you watch the fight, you know, just my opinion. But. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Deontay Wilder has a, a great um, knockout ratio. I think he's twenty nine for twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, I think a hundred percent would be cons- no. He's thirty for thirty. He hasn't really fought anybody. I mean, he, he's beat uh, a, one former heavyweight world champion, Siari Likovic. <laughs> he beat Oddly Harrison, Nikolai Furtha. He hasn't really beat anybody. But Deontay Wilder is very exciting. Watch his YouTube videos. I, I like it. I mean, he doesn't get much national publicity. Who does get national publicity in the sport of boxing right now? And that brings us to our, our, our next topic, Carlo, before we get Gary on halfway through the, the knockout hour. Um, who's your vote for fighter of the year in 2013? And also who's your vote for fight of the year? I'm not ready to give my fighter of the year just yet. Why not? But yeah, I want to wait till later in the show. Maybe the last half. I'll, I'll, well, I'll we're going to have Gary on and we're going to be yeah. talking local mixed martial arts. I, I'm, I'm not ready to predict my, my fight. Not to give my fight of the year. Let me hold off for the minute. I'll give you the fight of the year. Okay. For right now. Because I'm still in, I'm still trying to pick between. If I, I'm in between one guy, which you'll be surprised about, and okay. another guy, you'll be very surprised about my other fight. I'm going with the Donna Stevenson, uh, 36 year old, uh, light heavyweight, uh, originally from Haiti, raised in, in Canada, claims Canada, always fights in Canada. Um, he he gets my vote for fight of the year. I'm sorry, fighter uh, of the year. He fought four times. He won by. Um, you know, knock out three of the four times, and then Tavares Cloud had to. It was also a stoppage. I, I mean, there's fighter fight of the year, Timothy Bradley and my man Ruslan 
Pravodnikov. 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 It won't get much argument out of me That is the fight of the year to me. It was early in the year. People may have forgot about it. It seems a little bit longer than that. It does seem That was the fight of the year, in my opinion. Hard to argue with that. That was an amazing Bruce Lyons up and coming. He's the next real deal in that division. At the end of 2012, we had an ending to the year like none other, really, in the sport of professional boxing, as we saw Manny Pacquiao laying face first on the, the canvas. And that clearly just came in and swept everyone off their feet, was fight of the year. Everybody likes to see somebody get knocked out, especially somebody who is you know, that big of a name. So that dominated the 2012 year. There's a little bit more um, nominees this year for fight fight of the year. Before we get well, Gary on, I'm I would sorry. say Adrian Bronner and uh, Madonna was a close. That was uh, a great fight. fight of yeah, the year. I agree with you. I that mean, was, it's was... more fresh in people's minds, other than the the Roos line and uh, Bradley fight. Despite losing, I think Adrian yeah. Bronner gained a lot close of contest respect in a lot of right. people's eyes. My fight of the year. All right, All right. now you're going to give it to us. Give it to us. Okay, and you're going to be very surprised. And it's not just because I watched the fight game last night, but I think the fight game convinced me that this probably is the fighter of the year. Timothy Bradley. And I hate Timothy Bradley. You no, do I don't hate, hate him, but he's not my favorite fighter. Nah, you, you hate him. But I think he may be the fighter of the year. He beat Ruslan. That's fair, man. And then came with a, with a good fight against Juan Manuel Marquez. Dominated Juan Manuel Marquez. Dominated I mean, one of the top pound-for-pound top- pound fighters in the sport. Dominated. Now, the difference is why I'm picking him over the other two guys is because Adonis Stevenson... And uh, well, actually, Adonis Stevenson did have some quality opponents. Kind of, kind of, sort of. He did, but uh, Triple G didn't have any quality opponents that he fought. His, That's fair. His four knockouts were just bumps. Timothy Bradley had two quality opponents that he went up against in Ruslan and Juan Manuel Marquez, and I, I think he gets my nod for Fighter of the Year after coming off the the Manny Pacquiao uh, horrible decision, then to come back and beat a guy like Ruslan, even though I thought he lost that fight, and beating Juan Manuel. Hey. He gets my he get hey he's the guy. I, I he had a good year. I I am surprised. You're right. I'm very surprised, being that you are notorious for openly hating Timothy Bradley. Not my favorite boxer. I like Timothy. I can't Bradley. wait for him. He's to kind get of an out. Olympic style boxer. Good luck knocking him out because he doesn't fall down even when he gets knocked yeah, out. Evidenced by the the Ruslan Provodnikov yeah. fight. Yeah, he has a pretty big head, man. So it's hard to knock that head down. It is. What about, and we're just spitting a bunch of stuff out here, but what about professional boxing within the state of Kentucky? Who's well, we the best the boxer of the year? Week. We did. Future promotions, yep. round seven. Who's the best fighter for, I know that they had, how many future promotions bouts were there, or, or, or events were there in 2013? Four? Three? Um, in Louisville, Kentucky? Just two. Fight Kenny Council. Kenny Council. Yeah. That's that's got to be your you know. I also like Sean Seymour. Michael uh, Seals only fought once here. He only but, fought once. Yeah, but he got the big contract deal. He'll be on HBO. He was Fourteenth. You got to go with Kenny Council. Yeah, Kenny Council. What's the next step for Kenny Council? Will we see him back here? He'll be on back a future here. promotions card. He'll be back here improving his record. Yep. <laughs> what is he six and zero oh now? Uh, yeah, six and zero. Oh. Yep. I was he impressed beat Gabe by Morris his Morris last week. Gabe Morris. You know he uh, he was crazy. Had the, uh, you know, heart of a champion, I guess. He did, man. He was talking smack all the way to the to the very end. And then he was mad at his, his corner for throwing in the towel. Hey, that's a, that's a guy who's all about boxing and doesn't want to give up, man. A true champion's heart. <laughs> I won't, uh, you know, I, I have some respect for that guy for being pretty crazy because Kenny Council so, was a very potent fighter and he was, 
He kept poking him. He was mad at him, talking smack to him, trying to yeah, get him yeah, off yeah. his it was, game. It was, it was, it was an interesting fight. Uh, Kenny Castle proved his dominance. Kenny Castle just came here and wiped out the competition in Kentucky. He knocked out Cle- uh What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Todd Cleavon Little, Cleavon Wet. What's that guy's name? Out of Bad Dog MMA or was Bad Dog MMA? Uh, Cleavon Little was on. Uh... <laughs> Was in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the correction, Mr. Uh, Brandon mis- Lawrence. Uh, uh, honest <laughs> mistake there, Carlo. Leave on a little. You yeah. remember Mr. Well, look, look, go look at some of the commercials on Future Promotions' uh, Facebook page, and you'll see the guy. But there hasn't been any, Where are the fighters in Louisville is what I'm asking. I'm calling them out. On the last Future Promotions card, there was only one fighter that was from Louisville, Kentucky, that was on the card, which was Nate Petty. He got a beaten, but he he really showed the heart of a champion. You he was not going to go down, and Wilkins Santiago tried his hardest to knock him out and couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think Ben Sargent's won the doodle boxing. He is. Hey, uh, Big Ben, we need you. Come out, come out for the next fight, box. But we need a boxer here in Louisville, man. Somebody from Louisville, homegrown. I think it's a shame that we only had one fighter on the card last night, last week from Louisville. You can always count on Nathan Petty to come through for. For at least representing the local area. I don't know how much of that he can take. Thus far, our unanimous vote for Kenny Council as Boxer of the Year for the state of Kentucky. Um, his record is 6-0. and or I'm sorry, 5-0. and No, now it's 6. Cleavon Bradley is his first guy he beat. Nathan Petty, Rodney Freeman, Ted Reno, Nan Yates. And then last week, he, he knocked out Gabe. Or he, he, he defeated Gabe. Well, it was a, a stoppage. You know, stoppage, yeah. yeah. Actually, there was a technicality that we need to bring up in that fight that uh, was brought to my attention. The the corner threw in the towel. That actually doesn't stop the fight. It's an that? interesting topic. You know, I, just, I didn't know it until we discussed corner, it yeah, after. Just because the corner throws in a towel doesn't necessarily mean the fight is actually stopped. And I can, the there, referee, There's many reasons that go into it. If the referee wanted to, he can take the towel and throw it back out and let it continue. Because you don't know who's throwing it in. You don't know who's yeah. throwing it in. Yeah, so it could be you know the fan, fan. man, <laughs> or you know anybody. Could stuff be, like that happens. People get rowdy. Yeah. They're drinking. Uh, I mean, it's certainly seen crazier things than someone throwing uh, a towel into the ring. Yeah, exactly. I remember the fan man. Historic day. Actually, that was one of the greatest uh, trilogies in the history of boxing. Holyfield Mo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one of my favorites. What what was it? Oh, Refresh me. You were too flying young. around. You were too young. To what remember. was the thing was where someone was flying? Yeah, it was the fan man. Okay, that's what I, I yeah, remember. Was like I a, don't remember it, but yeah, I've he was seen a it. I've watched it at the time. Yeah, he was probably like what four. Or five. But someone started flying around the arena, right? Yeah, he came in. I think on a parachute, right? Yeah, he came, he, he came in with a parachute and a fan that he could yeah, adjust to where he wanted to go, and he actually landed in the ring during the fight. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was watching that live when that happened. My dad. I, I was waiting for both fighters to just turn around and start wailing on him. They should have. And, just, and, you know, the corner actually pulled him out backwards over the ring. Yeah, he's you can probably butt, look that up on YouTube. He's it's getting beat down pretty bad. Pretty I, I, I've actually watched that, that those clips a couple times. We're going to head to a break. Once again, we want to thank future promotions, Dorico Murray, Joe Shirley, for, for allowing us to have our knockout hour productions every Sunday from 9 a.m. till 10, right here on 1450. We will be back with more of the knockout hour. Welcome back to the Knockout Hour. 
Brought in by some very masculine, ultra-testosterone-filled music there, Todd. I, I like the selection. You know what? I was wondering if I heard that correctly. Are we listening to Do You Want to Ride at My Mercedes, boy? Is it, what is it? Oh, Knocked Out. Okay. Knocked Out. Okay. That's relevant. I like that. That's relevant. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. The KO Hour, brought to you by Future Promotions. Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kellum. I picked my fighter of the year. I picked my fighter of the year. Both Timothy Bradley, shockingly, as it may be. Because you don't like him. Yours is more predictable. But Adonis th- Stevenson. I want to ask Todd who he thinks his fighter of the year is in boxing. Good question. Our most wise. Uh, actually, he's on the call right now. Okay. But never mind. But I, I'm curious to know before the show the show is over who, who he picks as the boxer of the year, our fighter of the year in, in the professional sport of boxing on a national scale. That would be a good question. You know, if you don't go out of your way to follow it. As, as You know what, every weekend, this has been the best year in boxing, in my opinion, in a long time. Every single weekend up until last night. Even last night, there was some boxing. We just didn't know about it, surprisingly. Because we know about all the boxing matches that are going on in the world. But I think that one just kind of slid under our nose because of the holidays. It was irrelevant. But, I, I did know about yeah. it, but it was... Every weekend. I don't even think Roy Jones Jr.'s family watched that fight. <laughs> every weekend for the last four months, there has been good boxing on. There really people has. say the sport is dead, and that is so, so nice. I think the year 2012 was a great year for boxing. One of the best years in a long time for In boxing. a very long time. Um, and, and I think, you know, 2013, in a way, surpassed it. The Canelo-Mayweather fight was not competitive inside the ring. But it was the but two it, big names that they got in the ring together. The two it, biggest names at that time in that division. Yep. You know, that's what the fans wanted to see. They were. Mayweather once again proved his dominance. He really did. And he dominated Canelo Alvarez. Um, and it set the all-time pay-per-view revenue record. And on the undercard, you couldn't be disappointed, as we saw once again in the 140-pound division, the number one versus the number two fighter, Danny Garcia against Lucas Matisse. Danny Garcia also has a good argument for fighter of the year. You really can make a good argument that Danny Garcia is a good candidate for fighter of the year. Would you like to see him fight maybe Adrian Bronner in 2014? I, I, th- I would like yeah, that. I'd like to see that. I mean, I'd like to see those guys fight anybody but Mayweather. Because we know Mayweather would kill both of them. That's so fair. anybody other than Mayweather, I would like to see those guys fight. Those, but that would be a good matchup. Garcia, Bronner, why not? But it's going to, of course, be another Bronner, Medina, Madonna, excuse me, rematch. Due to the pills that Madonna was getting during the, the middle of the uh, of halftime or whatever. Where was the inspector at in that fight, Todd Neal? Isn't the inspector's job to see something like that when the corner is feeding their uh, their fighter pills? Absolutely. That's their responsibility. You know that firsthand. So, and, I, and that's the first thing I thought of when I heard about the story. I was like, he's feeding them pills. Where, where was the corner person? Right. You know, I went back and watched the fight, and I remember uh, doing the UFC event that uh, Todd made, he made it clear he wanted us up in their face in that corner when they were, uh, you know, in between rounds. You know, he wanted us right there. Now, I only got to see one of those rounds because most of the fights I, cup, I was uh, a part of ended in the first round. But and that's the reason why. You got the corner person feeding their fighter pills. You don't know what it could be. It could be a stimulant. It could be uh, it, it could be anything, man. So basically, it was probably something to give them more energy. Right. I'd like for our listeners to some next time they watch a an event on TV, watch the inspector what he's doing. A lot of times you'll catch him looking at the ring girl, look him everywhere else, and uh, their eyes are supposed to be focused on that interaction between the trainer, the or trainer and or cut man. That's coming in and the fighter himself. If the commissioner is anything like our man Todd Neal, he is all over those guys. That He's watching them. That would not have happened. That would not have happened. If it was in the state of Kentucky. I guarantee you. 
It would have been one of your guys, right, Carlo? Yep, I would have caught him right. Red-handed. That's right. Just like the guy I saw, I, uh, saw trying to steal the armbands during a meeting a couple weeks, a couple fights ago. Wow. So I was on the, I was on the other side of the room, but I was watching. I'm always watching. I'm a former probation officer. You know, I used to work in the system, so I knew I had the armband sitting over there, and I saw a guy try to go over and steal a few, and I had to go over and confront him. I'm not afraid of conversation. Is that the guy you put in the armbar? I almost did. Oh, okay. That's the night that I was. You know, I got the bad cut, and the doc was back in the back. That was at Turf Wars, and he was working on my wound. It's rough being yeah. a, a, when Todd know. ripped the mole off my face. Okay, my boxer <laughs> of the year. I'm gonna go with Adonis Stevenson. Okay, that's uh, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> just for the heck of it. He had four very impressive victories. He's 36 years old. I guess quality of, well, I guess quality of opponents quality for that division. Not, not really quality, but they were the top of that division. That's the best that was available. Yeah. Darnell Boone, Chad Pascal. Dawson, Tavares Cloud, Tony Ballou. He's said to fight Pascal next. Uh, whatever, the, whatever his name is. Sergey Kovalov yeah. is who they want to see him fight against. That's the other. Uh, t- That's the other uh, title holder. That's in that division. So he, you're right. That's going to actually be the big fight for him. But what about what's his name? Gene Pascal is supposed to be an opponent for him. Yeah, well. and that's a realistic uh, opponent because they're both. Uh, I'm sorry, Canadians. The big and Canadian fight that would on their so territory that in Quebec that, that where, they, be where he's been fighting. That would be a, a pay per view success in Canada. There's a, no question about it. On the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line with us now, we have our man, our great resource for all things mixed martial arts. Really, all things mixed martial arts, but specifically within the state of Kentucky, we have our man Gary Thomas. How you doing this morning, Gary? I'm doing awesome, fellas. How are you all doing? Doing great. Thank you very much for joining us today. Carlo and I were appointing our, our professional boxers of the year, our fight of the year, and we also alluded to that we will be discussing our 2013 fighter of the year and fight of the year in the state of Kentucky. Before we jump into the the more specifics, um, I think we got a little bit of uh, I think we got a te- so little, little bit of little technical bit difficulties. We're yeah. going to call you right back, Gary. We'll have our man Gary Thomas runs BluegrassMMA.com. Great resource for anyone who's interested in um, not only within the state of Kentucky, mixed martial arts. Within what states does he cover? He covers the whole tri-state area: Kentucky, Indiana. Ohio, uh, he's out even West Virginia, even West Virginia. So he travels all around the place and covers these events. The best, that's the place I go over, to for over my four, MMA news. I go to bluegrassmma.com. I don't go anywhere else. As do I. He was at over forty fights last year, forty-four to be exact. Forty-four fights hey, we he attended on Saturdays over the past year. How many Saturdays are there in the year? Fifty-two. So I mean, how many? How, how many? How many weekends did he not? Go watch. Mixed I don't know. I feel arts. like I did forty four. I know it's nowhere near that though. I don't think Matt was double digits. I was at like four or five, four or and five. I felt Matt, like Matt it. may have been double digits. Yeah, uh, yeah, but we get a little bit of a bad feed there. Um, Regardless, we'll, we'll jump into it, Gary. Who is your? Who gets your vote for Fighter of the Year in the mixed martial arts within the state of Kentucky? Uh, and tell us a little bit about why. My Fighter of the Year uh, would have to come out of the flyweight division, and it would be Cody Gableman. Uh, from Team G-Force. What did he do in 2013 to get your vote? Uh, he went undefeated, and this guy at one point, uh, he's sitting at 12-1 and right now uh, in his career. His only loss is when he fought it at 135, and that was last year. But in 2013, he went 11-0 uh, in multiple promotions, 
you know, he fought some tough kids. It got to a point where it's really hard for him to even get a fight. Uh, and one of the things that really sticks out is, uh, and Carlo was there at the last Bluegrass Brawl, we saw uh, Kendall Young with a brutal spinning heel kick knock a dude unconscious for seven minutes. Well, Cody Gableman took that same kick and ended up dominating the whole fight after that happened. So if that, mm. as a comparison point to what happens to some people, you know, he fought through that and was able to use his, what really is dominant wrestling and his strength at 125 pounds to, to just crush everybody. I think I've seen Cody Gableman. What, what, we we saw that, Kendall that, Young. With the yeah, the, the, the fight Young. that he just alluded but, to where Kendall Young also had, you're right, Gary, the exact same kick, and it got the crowd oohing and on. But at the end of the day, Cody Gableman came out with the big victory, and that's got to be tough because he got hardcore kicked right in the face uh, with some power. And he still won. We did see that. At, what was it? In Lexington? Yeah, I believe so. Lexington. Yeah, Lexington, Kentucky. Bluegrass Brow, uh, Tommy Ray Cornette promotion. Yep. So that, that's an interesting pick for you. Uh, I, I do remember that fight. I'm just kind of rewinding it back in my head, you know, revisiting that fight. But, yeah, that was that was a pretty good fight. Here's a picture of it right that's here. Actually, that's actually Kelly's buddy. <laughs> no, that that's not the guy that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. That's your buddy right there, no? I don't know. He, he, you could say he's my buddy, but yeah, I don't think he's Cody the guy Gable who I got a kick is, out of uh, who's freaking out on the side of the ring that, one that time. That is him. That's him. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's well. him. He actually, didn't he fight at uh, Absolute? It's not him? No. Oh, all right. So. He looks like him. But regardless, Gableman so, had a very impressive year. Ta- Carlo, before we get on to fight of the year, Carlo, who gets your vote for fighter of the year in 2013? We'll also get Todd's vote. And I'm going with uh, Adam Fritz. Okay. Uh, he had his big victory at Hard Rock MMA. Who was the guy that he fought again, uh, Gary? Who was it? Yeah, for Adam Fritz, his last fight at Hard Rock's uh, promotion. Uh, man, I'll, hold on a second. I'll tell you, I'm not sure the guy's name. Came out of Toy Soldiers. Todd, do you know? Tommy something. Well, anyway, I was very impressed with Adam Fritz this year. That's the guy with the long pants. Yeah, it is. I, he had he a very re- impressive He, he wears the wrestling pants. tights. That's why I like him. He wears the wrestling tights, but he's very impressive. He, he can kick. Uh, he's a great defender. I first saw him in action, I think, in Absolute MMA out in uh, in Florence, uh, Williamsburg, Kentucky. But that's my pick for fighter of the year, Adam Fritz. Adam Fritz actually uh, fought one of the most competitive fights that I've ever seen uh, in Northern Kentucky. It was against James Williams. Do you remember that, Gary? It was yeah, all that, over. And that was like that was in January, and that fight was. Uh... That was in January of 2012, right. I think, and that fight went, you know, probably went down to the fight of the year that year. It was uh, unbelievably uh, close. Uh, it's actually one fight that I hope to use uh, when uh, having judging seminars because it was so close and so competitive, and it was a split, split decision, of course, but it was awesome. I also saw him, we were talking about, we saw him in Lexington, at Bluegrass Brawl, it was against Hussein Hahmud, and that was a great fight. It looked to me like uh, Fritz was clearly outmatched and that he was going to lose. But sure enough, um, he came through with a, a, a unanimous decision victory. He's a, a, a tactician. I, I, I don't have a problem with that vote there, Carlo. They, yeah, he's and a very I first saw him fighter. in the absolute MMA. So, yeah, that was the fight I first saw him at. Actually, I think it was one of the first fights, or the second fights that I was actually shadowing when I was getting a, ju- a judging when he fought Justin Decker. So I like Adam Fritz, man. That's my guy. 
Now, keep in mind, I only attended, I think it was five events in the year of 2013. So I'm nowhere near Gary's 44. Um, I admit, I, I didn't just simply didn't go to as many fights. But of the fights I did go to, who I enjoyed the most and who gets my vote for 2013 Fighter of the Year is Nathan Manis. He seems to me to be just on a different level. Uh, he stands out. He can win no matter what the, the style. Um, and uh, keep in mind, I'm relatively new to even being a, a, a fan of the local scene. But Nathan Manis seemed to be on simply a different level. Todd, who gets your votes for the year? I'll be the tiebreaker and go with Nathan Manis. Wow. Who uh, Carlo calls the Mantis. Nathan Manis the Mantis. Gary, what do you think of the vote for I'm Nathan that, Manis? I'm getting that name copyrighted, by the way, if he tries to use it. It might be copyrighted. <laughs> he's only 2-0. and He just made his professional debut. So he's new to the, new to the uh, professional ranks. Um, but he had a nice victory in July. At Bluegrass Brawl, I saw that one. And then um, Hard Rock MMA in Bowling Green. Um, yeah, had a very nice victory also. Submission, rear naked choke. Do you think Nathan Manis deserves to be in the conversation, Gary? I know you saw 44 fights, so you're the ultimate um, you know, resource, you and Todd, in my book. Do you think Nathan Manis deserves to be in the conversation? Oh, absolutely. What you know, He may only be 2-0 and in a pro. But we're talking about a bantamweight fighter who fights at 135 pounds generally, who went on like four days' notice back in May and fought in a lightweight, or uh, yeah, a lightweight tournament at Hard Rock MMA, 20 pounds heavier than what he normally fights at, and uh, and not only fought twice but went fought six rounds and won the uh, the Hard Rock lightweight belt, which I think. Uh, for his amateur career, he ended up with five different championships. I'd like to um, say also about Manis, uh, he's fought all comers. He, uh, in fact, he's going to be fighting February first. He's fighting a guy that's four and zero already in his young career in oh, Brandon Sandiford, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight immensely. The, the next yeah, topic. The next topic we got, uh, you know, we have limited time here on the Knockout Hour, um, would be our votes, all four of us, for Fight of the Year. And my vote, once again, I was doing my um, initiation into the ranks. I was training to be a judge, and this is the most difficult decision that I've had to make. Uh, Dustin Siegel had his leg bent the complete wrong way, screamed a little bit, lost the round, but came back to win the fight. And I, right now I'm not even remembering exactly who it was that he, that he fought, but that gets my vote for and, fight and of the year. don't forget that was also the debut of Gary Thomas, GT, doing that's his right. big-time announcement. That's, so. that's a good point, good point there. But Kelly Patrick, I agree with you on that one. You get you, Yeah, okay. Dusty Siegel, in my opinion, that was the fight of the, fight of the year in, in Kentucky that I see. This but, was Braden Ward okay. in uh, Bowling Green. That was a hell of a fight. Gary, who gets your vote for fight of the year for 2013? I think you guys will be remiss if you don't go to YouTube and watch Julio Gallegos versus John Troyer at XFC 23 in Louisville and watch the back-and-forth battle that these two put on. It was uh, it was a stand-up fight where there. every punch you felt like uh, was going to knock uh, somebody was going to go down, and the, the the tide kept turning. It was going back and forth. Uh, you know, it was brutal. It was some of the best stand up and the most like grit 
I've seen, uh, you know, from two guys inside of the cage. And, you know, Troyer and Gallegos are, are veterans. They've been around forever. And that fight was just amazing. I mean, the crowd was wild. You really didn't know who was going to win that fight. Was that at the convention center, Gary? Yes. Yeah, I think I was at that fight. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a good one. I forgot about that one. I think it was so early in the year for me that I forgot about it, but you're right. That was a great fight. Heck of a fight. That's a great candidate for fight of the year. Todd, do you have any nominations for fight of the year? No, a uh, couple of knockouts of the year. Uh, Kerr Sermon and Bowling Green was one, and then Kendall Young's head kick in uh, Lexington. Those uh, two are actually knockout of the year. Uh, fight of the year, there were so many of them. Um, as Gary said, Gallegos and John Troyer was an all-out war that I'd love to see another rematch between those two guys. Now, Gary, looking forward to the year 2014, I, Todd and I both voted for Nathan Manis for Fighter of the Year. I'll go ahead and say that I, based on, once again, my limited exposure, um, I'll project that he takes the biggest steps in the year 2014. Who, in your opinion, Gary, will maybe make the leap to the next level or even continue on just this upward trend within the state of Kentucky and make a statement in 2014? Well, maybe this is a little insider information, but I don't want to, uh, to spoil things too much. But there's a guy that you guys haven't seen by the name of Josh Clark, who uh, who's a professional boxer. Uh, he's also uh, had several MMA fights. Uh, you know, he's fought on the XFC, he's fought in Bellator. But I can say that he is the next Kentuckian to grace uh, Fox Sports 1 for uh, the ultimate fighter. Hmm. And if you've never seen the Hillbilly Heartthrob fight, this guy's exciting. I think his last uh, MMA fight was at Bluegrass Brawl. Uh, against Bobby Carter, this guy's a specimen. I mean, he looks the part. Uh, he's a super nice guy, and I think he's going to find some success uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, and you're going to see him, you know, uh, doing big things out in the UFC. Hillbilly heartthrob yeah, is his name. Wow, that's is that a, the guy I'm heck of a name. Right now, right? Yeah, how do you go about obtaining a nickname <laughs> like the Hillbilly, Hillbilly heartthrob? Because, I mean, a lot of people out there want to know. He's also very marketable, uh, just as Jisman Duke you know, is a very uh, marketable uh, young lady. Josh is also, and uh, he has a personality to go with it, and he would be a really, really good marketing tool and uh, easy to sell. He's one of the lone guys I've seen uh, following his fight uh, the, the last time at Heritage Hall. He walked out of the cage and probably took pictures and signed autographs for at least an hour after he won. And didn't turn anybody away, was smiling the whole time. He just, he just has that personality uh, outside of the cage that, that's completely opposite of the, of, of the killer instinct that he, that he has inside. Gary, we're looking at him right now. He just won me over. He's a Kentucky fan. He's at the fight, at the weigh-in, with his Kentucky number 21 jersey on. So I'm with you on this guy, man. So I'm interested to see how 2014 starts out for him. He's got my support. Checking. I think uh, April they're going to start showing it. I think he's on Team Edgar. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Clark, you guys will – those that kind of have forgot about him because he's been away, of course, he had to go film it. Not a lot of people knew that he even made it, but uh, they've released the rosters, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be like, wow. Uh, people are going to go back and watch his old fights. 
Gary, we're up against a break. Before we let you go, what's another big storyline, other than Josh Clark, that we should look forward to from the mixed martial arts scene within the state of Kentucky in 2014? Oh, it's hard. We got those, and, I, and you guys have seen this, those men and women that have dedicated themselves to the craft and honed their skills in 2013 have really set themselves up well. I think you're, you're going to see guys like uh, Jeff Mack, uh, you know, guys like Cody Gableman, Nathan Manis, some of these guys that, that will step on the accelerator uh, and and kind of propel themselves to a different level, you know, into making money, into, uh, you know, pro fights. Get, get, and one of the keys will be getting away from here. And I hate to even say that, but one of the keys to a lot of their success will be getting away from here, uh, you know, maybe traveling to the East Coast, West Coast, wherever it may be, and, and really – getting their name and their brand out there. So, you know, I hope that that all of them do well, but I really think some of those G-Force guys, you know, Joe Pegg, uh, I think uh, Adam Fritz, like we mentioned, is a guy who you're going to see take some hard fights and and probably go pro in in 2014. Uh, But I'm excited, man. The year's already starting off huge. Uh, The 11th, the 18th, the 1st, the calendar's already full. And, And Carl uh, you're free to, to come with me anytime you want. I don't think you're going to catch me, but uh, but we can make this a race. Oh, let's do it like this, man. Let's only do the state of Kentucky because I can't I can't I can't hang with you, man. You go Ohio, you go everywhere. So you got you got a little bit of advantage on me. Let's see who attends the most events in Kentucky this upcoming year. It's a deal. Is that a fair deal? All right, fair bet. All right, so Gary- it's on. So whoever wins, you have to buy me a bottle of Pepe Van Winkle if I if I win, and whatever you want if you win. Sounds good to me. Gary right. Thomas of BluegrassMMA.com. He has a, a podcast every week. Tell our listeners how they can tune into your podcast. We're live every Tuesday night. We're down until uh, January 7th, but every Tuesday night, you can just go to BluegrassMMA.com and check uh, uh, check the post there to, to have a listen live. We're also available on iTunes and Stitcher for any time, any day, any time of the day or night you want to download uh, and enjoy. Uh, and also, I'm happy to say that you can now listen to the Knockout Hour. We, we put the archives up uh, each week. We, we got last week's show up. So from here on out, you'll be able to hear the Knockout Hour on Bluegrass. And we're very excited about that partnership, Gary. Uh, thank you very much. Have a, a great rest of your weekend. And we look forward to enjoying mixed martial arts within the state of Kentucky with you in 2014. Thanks a lot, Gary. Take care, guys. Good stuff there from Gary Thomas. Big Blue- GT, man. I gave him a new nickname. Big GT. Yeah. That works. Uh, Gary Thomas, bluegrassmma.com. We will be back with more of the Knockout Hour. And welcome back to the Knockout Hour. Kelly Patrick, Carlo Kellum. Join the last few minutes of the show also with Ashley, the lovely Ashley Danielle, has joined us. Good morning. Ashley, who looks to make her debut in the mixed martial arts or, or boxing. No, boxing. Boxing. Specifically <laughs> boxing. Specifically boxing. I'm I have to be on a future that. promotions card. Yeah. I'm predicting the spring that she'll make her debut. Really? Yeah. You have a lot of predictions. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the rumored next future promotions event is supposed to be held around that time. Rumored, rumored that is. Rumor has it. But I predict Ashley Danielle should be on that card. I'm down. So I just have to get in shape. We'll get you there. Don't worry about it. We have the best trainers in the world here in Kentucky that can help you. So I can count on you to help me. Will yeah. you be my sparring partner? Yeah, definitely. Me and Kelly Bussaw Patrick, that's what Kelly's good for. He's getting sparring with people? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've made our nominations for the 2013 Fights and Fighter of the Year. Carlo uh, nominated Adam Fritz. Adam Fritz. Who's listening right now? Shout out to Adam Fritz, man. Good luck to you in the year 2014. I'm expecting big things out of you, man. Don't let me down. I picked you as my fighter of the year, so keep it going. Gary Thomas with Cody Gableman. Great choice. Great pick, yeah. Uh, None of us really could go wrong with the ones that we chose. No, Nathan Manis made his debut as a professional after having a, a stellar amateur career. Really made a splash and, and got both Todd and I's vote. It's a big statement for, for Nathan Manis to do that. He's 2-0 and as a professional. And he's already getting votes for Fighter of the Year. Yeah. And our man Dusty Siegel out of Bad Dog MMA. Yeah, toughest guy I've uh, ever witnessed. Um, I mean, his leg was bent the complete wrong way. I was a couple feet away from it. Have you ever seen and the Facebook not, picture of Kelly? Get, they got you in action with your face when his leg was bent. The, the, the expression of your face is priceless. So you know how. I was disturbed. Yeah, how crazy it was to see that in person. Just look at Kelly's face. <laughs> on that picture, go to Facebook.com. Just look up Dusty Siegel or, or Kelly Patrick. My face can be disturbing at times, but that was agree. especially, yeah. especially, you know, I mean, you could tell. I was like, what the hell's going on right there? Great fight. Bent the exact wrong way. So looking forward to 2014. We talked about what we're, we're um, looking for on the um, local mixed martial arts scenes. Some fights that I want to see. And I'm copying this off of the Facebook Concrete Jungle Boxing um, uh, page. Some fights that I want to see, and I agree with them completely, in 2014 from the professional boxing ranks. Sergio Martinez, Miguel Cotto at 154. Or may, No, no, it'd have to be 160. Sergio Martinez isn't dropping well, actually, down to 154. I, I sent you the link now. They're talking about Triple G and Martinez being the next fight. Uh, that would be a great fight. So, uh, of course... That's the fight, actually, I would rather see. Martinez is represented by DeBella, and he, you know, he can go between the two. He's not mm-hmm. involved in the Cold War, which is great. I think everybody should be Good for able to move uh, laterally within the, their division and fight who they want. Um, Martinez, so you say Triple G, Triple G Martinez. I would love to see it. Cotto also uh, against Martinez. A, that that, that would sell tickets. That fight for Cotto. Cotto looked yeah. good in his last match. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, he came back with a vengeance uh, after ha- having, I think, what, back-to-back losses. Mm-hmm. But he came back looking good, man. I mean, the, the fight that he lost to, um, what was the guy's name? Uh, they fought Canole Alvarez. Austin Trout. Austin Trout, yeah. That, that really took a lot out of him. It did. It was a Southpaw matchup. Cotto is notorious for not consulting anyone when deciding who to fight. He, and, look, and that's why people love him. I love who's in his corner now, right? It's Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach. Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong there. Another fight is... Trainer of the year, Freddie Roach. Would you agree? Trainer of the year? Who did he train that really excelled in 2013? Who did he train? Are you serious? Okay, but I mean, that, Manny Pacquiao? Who, who else that really excelled? Canelo Alvarez? Yeah, but he got his ass kicked what, by, by one of his fighters, man. Okay, uh, I, I don't know is my answer. There's too many out there. T- Timothy Bradley's trainer. His dad. Sugar Ray. Is also good Sugar Ray, good the, uh, the, the Gronk yeah. Gym. Yeah. Another fight is Sergey Kovalov versus Adonis Stevenson. Everybody wants to see it. They're both light heavyweights. It's a matchup. Top of their divisions. Yeah. Top of their divisions. And they're able to fight. The only real problem, as you alluded to earlier, 
is Gene Pascal is a Canadian, and he's most likely going to get the next matchup with Adonis it's more, Stevenson. It's most likely more money in that fight versus even the, the unification bout between Stevenson and that guy. There is. Yeah, it's more money in the Pascal fight. It's prize fight. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be in Canada. They're Bo- both from their big-time pay-per-view. Both MMA at the end of the day, at its core, it's prize fighting. And what they do is they, they go out and they fight for money. So there's no question about it, the, the monetary aspect. Um Always wins. Another would be Marcos Maidana versus Lucas Matisse. I'd like to see it. Matisse has had a a run of very impressive knockouts before being dominated by Danny Garcia on the undercard of Floyd Canelo. I'd love to see it. Um, Your boy, Ruslan Provodnikov. January 14th. Versus Brandon Rios is, is who this is projecting. I'd like to see it. I'd like that, to see that. That would, be a, that would be a fight of the You can write that down. That would yeah. be a fight of the year candidate but in 2014. I just realized that before Pascal fights at Stevenson, you know he's fighting Lushan Boutier okay. coming up next. That's going to be January 18th. So okay, that's, that's true. That's the next big fight coming up after this weekend. For the light heavyweight. That, we, that we can look, up, look forward to. Is that the next big one? Yeah, that's the okay. next big one. You got the schedule up Yep, there, January huh? 18th. Another in one. Canada. So it's going to be in Canada. Another HBO telecast that everybody wants to see, I think. And it's is, for that vacant WBC title. So that, that title is currently vacant. So maybe Gene wins, and then it's, it will be a title fight between him and Adonis Stevenson. You never know. Pascal's you know, it, not a bad fight. He can go a lot of different ways, man. See, that's, that's what's so exciting about boxing right now. So many different matchups that are out there that we want to see. It's bringing the sport back in a big way. Another one would be Andre Ward. Who, so many, for so many life opportunities of, for him. For the life of me, I don't know who, you know, why he doesn't get more recognition. He's the number two fighter in the world. He's American. Well, I think it's the, he's the a long great commentator, he very well spoken, handles himself the right way. Uh, former Olympic gold medalist, and, you, and he's and an American, forget, and nobody he, cares about him. He wiped through the entire super middleweight division. He did. He beat everybody. He went through the <laughs> tournament, and and he is he he even. Took on Chad Dawson. Bad Chad moved down and, and got his ass kicked. Mikel Kessler, Carl Frock, Ch- Chad Dawson, Alan Green. I mean, Edison Miranda. He fought everybody, man. He beat everybody. Arthur Abraham, he beat everybody in that division. It, what this list is projecting and what they would like to see is that he fights a big name. Someone who frustrates a lot of fans in Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in a super middleweight bout. I'd like to see it. I don't think it's a good fight for Julio. Ward would dominate him. Yeah, it's not a good fight for Julio Chavez. I think that's a fight he needs to take five years from now. Chavez? Yeah. Chavez needs to get disciplined. He looked overweight and sluggish in his last fight. You you and I both watched that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. That was terrible. I'm a Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fan against Sergio Martinez. He put together... One of the most exciting the, rounds. What was that? The twelfth round where he knocked one round. Yeah, we knocked Martinez down twice. He still lost the fight, but he gained my respect when he's in shape and when Saves he's training. Chavez Taylor all over again. It was. Fight. Yeah, I mean, he's got the the blood. He's got the, his father's the most um, prolific fighter in the history of Mexico. I mean, that's a big deal. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. America versus England. Or Ireland, whichever you, whichever country Fury will claim. I'd like I, to I'm see not it. Sold on that Tyson would be the Fury. toughest. I, I mean, that, I'm not either. But who has Deontay Wilder fought? There's nobody to fight. Yeah, you, to fight who's Tyson he going to fight? David Hay. Who has so who has Tyson Fury fought? Nobody. So it's two people who fought a bunch of nobodies. One of the guys need to either fight Vladimir Klitschko. That's the only fight out there for the heavyweight uh, heavyweight boxing man. That's the only fight fans want to see. You tell me you don't want to see no. Deontay Wilder step up and fight Tyson Fury? No, I, I can care less. I, I think he would beat him hands down. 
Yeah, he does have a. He Tyson Fury was use, knocked down you know in the first he, round. Used it against as a tune-up fight Steve for Cunningham. Vladimir, yeah, Vladimir Klitschko. Reign is going to end with Deontay Wilder. Man, that's a bold statement. He's bringing the title back to America. The Bronze Bomber. He looks the part. Thirty for thirty. Oh, right I now. love him. I'm a huge Deontay Wilder. Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty. When was the last boxer that was thirty for thirty? He's fighting the, when Mike Tyson was thirty for thirty. Uh, when he was knocking everybody out, we weren't saying this about him. He was beating people who were in front of him. We just don't know who these guys are because the heavyweight division is terrible right now. Another fight is Danny Garcia against Adrian Bronner. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like it. I'd, I'd love like to see it. I think it. Danny Garcia would win hands down. I, I, I project that would happen at 140. Which like, literally, would, he could probably beat him with his hands down. So. You, <laughs> you think Danny Garcia is in a different level? Oh, yeah. I mean, after seeing Bronner. Bronner He's show, from Philadelphia. Why didn't he get more uh, you know publicity? The, the antics that Bronner pulled in that fight last week, he deserved to get his butt whooped. You see what he did in the second round? I did. Yeah, it was ridiculous. There's no, there's no, com- there's him. no, no place in that. Is there for a boxing, place man. for humping somebody in a boxing ring? No place for that in boxing. He got exactly what he deserved. <laughs> there, okay. I, 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 regardless, Madonna was getting pills or not in the corner. He got exactly what he deserved. It's a bold statement to go out there and hump your opponent. Manny Pacquiao <laughs> versus Timothy Bradley too. Who wouldn't like to see that? I don't know if that's Carlos gonna, Fighter of the Year in Timothy Bradley. I don't you. think we're going to see that fight ever again. Why would Timothy Bradley? It's like why would I go back and fight you if I already beat you? I'll tell you why. Because everybody and their brother says you you robbed Not Manny. Timothy Bradley doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe that he lost that fight. He said he went back and watched the fight, and he thinks that he won. So, in his defense, this is his defense, that he's not going to fight him again because he already beat him. I think Manny Pacquiao did win that fight, but at the of same course, time, he, of course I don't he think won. it was everybody that, knows he won the fight. I don't think it was as clear-cut as most people do think it is. If Manny Pacquiao really wanted to win that fight, he should have knocked him down. He should have knocked him out. I mean... You put it in the judge's hands, and, and you're in large part uh, taking that. Todd, do you have something on that? I was going to say he has 10 million reasons to fight him again. Yeah, and make a name for happen. himself. Timothy Bradley it's not, would be it's a not, true It's not in the radar right now. It's not in the radar from uh, my inside sources that that fight is going to happen anytime soon. James, I think Pacquiao will fight Mayweather before he fight Bradley again. Whoa. That's fair. James Kirkland against Gennady Golovkin is another one. Mikey Garcia against 50 Cent's boy Gamboa. Uh, Saul Alvarez versus uh, Lara, the, the Cuban Southpaw, who I, I, I think that'd be a great Canelo? matchup. Uh, actually, Saul. Um, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo. Yeah. Uh, yep. The guy, well, his real name is Saul. Yeah. Saul Canelo Alvarez. Yep. Um, against the Southpaw Cuban. I, I think that stylistically, Lara prevents a very difficult matchup for anyone, and I think that would be a great matchup. It's been a great knockout hour. We, we you know, put our picks for fight and fighters of Real the year. Quick, yeah. Last week, there was a monumental moment in, the, in, in judging in the state of Kentucky. What's it that? was the first time that the names were announced during a decision. That is huge. That's very, very good point there, Carlo. So This point forward, transparency. Just wanted, just wanted, just wanted to make that clear we'll, that we'll this is going to happen in future promotions event. Been a great knockout hour. Thank you very much to Future Promotions, Joe and Dorico. We appreciate being on the air each week. We will join you next Sunday from 9 till 10 for more of the Knockout Hour.